Hello and welcome back to the VWorks podcast for an episode mini today. Um, and it's been a little while. Nick, how are you going, man? Good dude, just smashing the PC because my fucking PlayStation's gone. Yeah, that was a bit of a shame. That was a bit of out of the blue. So what happened? You had your fans were playing up. It was just running a bit hot, was it? Oh, it wasn't even running hot. The fans just getting louder. So we went back to JB Hi-Fi and it's out in the wild right now, hopefully getting repaired. So Yeah, hopefully it's back in time. We've got Call of Duty coming up soon this month. This month's a big month for gaming as well. So yeah, fingers crossed it um, gets back to you soon so you get back into the, get to the gaming chair again. Um, but we're going to talk about something today that's going to be a little bit more um, focused on the animated departments of uh, our consumption, and that's through Netflix, obviously. Um, everyone has, and if you haven't, and we're going to talk spoilers today as well, about the new Cyberpunk um, Edge Runners anime that actually released on Netflix last month and has got a massive reception. Is Everyone loves it at this stage. Um, and has actually brought the game back to the forefront. Uh, there's a lot of people that have purchased the game and playing it again um, to do like sort of like an Edge Runners playthrough with like all the gadgets and gizmos that we see in the anime. Um, it's brought life and, and like breath uh, breath of fresh air into the new uh, into the Cyberpunk world, which is really nice. Yeah, I don't think after the way Cyberpunk released that they were going to mess the cartoon up. They're like they had to make this shit good because the ga- the game was a shit show on release. Luckily, it's all good now, but. I'll probably prefer the show to the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the show was like my personal view. I love anime, so it's really easy for me to fall in love with an anime. Um, but this was really good. And the one thing I do enjoy about the Netflix anime is that most of the time uh, it goes English dub first and the Japanese dub. So it's actually a pretty casual watch. Obviously, we all know that watching with subs, it is a very hard, it's a focus because you need to watch and, and read. Um, whereas with dub, it's just an easy watch. You don't have to focus too much. And yeah, so I always found that with Netflix, uh, especially adaptions, um, the dub is always really accurate and really pleasantly to listen to as well. Um, it's just the phonetics, like the animation is made for English, so it's it's always yeah. going to be it's always going to work perfect. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it came out. I forget the date now when it actually released. Yeah, either way, uh, yeah, it's just an. I, I think it's it's a ten episode miniseries, um, which they're talking about. There could be some kind of spin off series, obviously with new characters. Spoiler alert: most of the characters die at the end. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole premise of Cyberpunk. Really, is that there's so many different characters, all these different kind of pathways you can take in Night City. But Night City is like the living character um, of Cyberpunk, really. And that if you try to make a big, most of the time you go down to blaze of glory rather than live to an old age. And yeah, that's what we see in the anime. You see similar stuff even in the game, like with uh, Johnny Silverhand, and that. That's like the Cyberpunk game and the show. It's just a, it's just a shit fest of everyone going hectic the whole time. It's a Obviously, pretty, it's a pretty dark and gloomy future, isn't it? Really, yeah. Cyberpunk. It's it's super advanced, but it's almost primitive in a way because everything's so brutal and killing, and yeah, yeah. You and, and the whole thing with the whole Cyberpunk kind of uh, and Night City kind of stuff is that. You're not really human anymore by the end of it. If you want to become, if you want to be the top dog, you're mostly chrome, is what they sort of say. What's the big psycho villain called? Um, um, Adam Smasher. Yeah, because they they call him like full Borg, like he's gone full cyborg. There's not much human left, and it's obvious because in the show, no one can really contest him. <laughs> no, he's an absolute beast, except for like. Now, this is obviously spoilers for the video game. Like V is something special. Like he obviously. Like or she, sorry, whatever gender you choose to pick in the game, 
um, you sort of like a just unstoppable force. And because like we see our main character in um, Edge Runners, um, David Martinez, he is sort of like special in this kind of universe as well, where he can take on a lot of chrome and use it multiple times without having the side effects of what happens um, in the in like sort of like lose your mind and everything sort of becomes like uh, your reality gets confused. Um, for people that don't know, in Cyberpunk, like you can upgrade yourself. You put all different computer parts and robotics into yourself. But you like the more towards you go towards being a cyborg, like your brain can't handle it, and you become like a cyber psycho, and you end up going mental and having to be killed. The cyber psychos are really cool, especially in the video game where you sort of go hunting for them and stuff like that, and you sort of yeah. got to try and sh- either capture them or kill them. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, let's get straight to the series. So. From episode one, like to five, it was like there's a bit of a time jump in there, a time skip, I should say. But it's such a good build up. I, I enjoy all the characters pretty much. Like it feels like a really easy story to follow. Um, and it's quite simple. It's like, you know, rags to riches kind of thing. Um, but, and you sort of fall in love with these characters. And then you sort of like, they've all got different kind of pasts and stuff like that. So you don't really know where we all, I felt like from the get go, I knew where this was going to end. It's going to have like this kid go down in a blaze of glory because he wants to go from the rags to riches storyline after his mother gets killed. And that's pretty much what we see, but but I would never expect it to fall in love with so many of the different characters uh, that weren't him, if you understand what I mean. See, that's my issue with the stories because I like the characters so much and then like literally <laughs> all but one are dead at the end. So like I would have liked to have these characters for a long time, but- Another like a couple of seasons or something like that. Obviously, they're going to just do like, like not American Horror Story, but that kind of vibe where it's just like same universe, but all these different stories that happen. Yeah, and I think they can do that because like Night City is massive. There are so many side stories going on, and you can see that when you play the video game that there's so many other influential characters. Now, the, this anime is based a year before, apparently, the uh, the actual video game, hence why you can find, and rest in peace, Rebecca got crushed by Adam Smash, which was really hard to see. Yeah. Um, you can find her guns throughout the map, um, and obviously they've actually included David's jacket as well um, that you can go pick up. So, and the Afterlife Clubs in the show, which is like yeah. one of the main hubs in the game. Um, and then you see the um, Asian fixer, I think her name is. Uh, well, not her name, but she's a fixer in the anime uh, in the video game. Um, she comes into the back half of it just like as a few missions, like nothing too serious. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's all tied in, which is really nice. And that's what you can do when you have a, an established video game. You can add to that world by showing off a movie, TV show, miniseries, animated series, whatever you may be. You can do that and have these tie-ins and it makes people want to play the video game, I feel. And I think they, they did a really good job here. Well, they've been tweeting about it heaps, um, CD Projekt Red, that like the game has got more players now than when it came out. Yeah, well, I've looked on Steam and all the reviews like mostly positive. Now that there's still bugs, like I've played it on PC and now I'm playing it on PlayStation as well. I've still got two different runs going. There are still bugs, um, which is fine. Um, not fine, obviously. It's not it's not good enough for a, a big uh, company like City Project Red. You know, after all the success with the Witcher series, it's just um, it's still playable. It's still fun. You finished it when it uh, it got the upgrade, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um- yeah, I played on PS5 when they upgraded it. It was fine. I didn't really have any bugs. It was just a smooth playthrough. But what yeah. you were saying, like, the game released in a pretty rough state. I don't care if a game comes out and it's glitchy and that every game is never going to be perfect on release. They always have to tweak it once the players are in it. Yeah. But the way they hyped Cyberpunk up since 2013, they advertise it as the best game ever. This game should have released perfect. They, they deserve all the hate. Well, that's they the thing. Up way well, too much I, I think there was two different stories to it where they, the, the top end of the company said, like, this has to go out. It's been delayed by this much. We want it out now. They released it where the team knew that it wasn't ready. 
like so they said can we have longer and they said no and i think that fixed a lot of problems in the gaming industry where now they're like it's too risky to release it early so people they'll wait 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 until they get it right then they'll release it i think this is a good it was it was a necessary thing that happened in the gaming industry so they pushed everyone in the right direction to say all right civil and cyberpunk cyberpunk had this massive following everyone was keen on it had kind of reeves behind it was huge and it fell flat no matter what sort of like anthem did as well but anthem had a good release as in but then they didn't have any content so there's a lot to the whole gaming industry that needs to be fixed but i think this was a step in the right direction in developers realizing that hey we need to make sure everything is in in top shape like we it's it's really it's really hard when it's a multiplayer game you have to do fixes on the go with a single player game it shouldn't be that hard and we've seen that with god of war like god of war didn't have any and i know that's a very linear story but that was crisp and clean all around um same with the last of us series uh, games um when it's focused on solely single player, it should come out clean. There shouldn't be any glitches. Um, because and we can no- see we can see the symptoms of this like shitty releases and glitchy releases with Skull and Bones this week getting delayed. Like, because that yeah. game's been hyped up for years and everyone's excited for it. I've always been the one that says it looks shit, yeah. but I'm glad it's delayed because it does look boring. They need to add more. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like Skull and Bones in particular, this story is that it has been hyped up for a long time, like you said, and they've, you know they've delayed it again, but it was a, it got announced at the hype of Assassin's Creed Four, yeah, like I know. Black Flag, where it was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Imagine a pirate game like this. That was ages ago. Everyone, I, I feel like everyone's moved on. I don't think people realize that Skull and Bones is only on the boats. You can get off and walk around a hub, but there's no there's no gameplay off the boat. Yeah, you just walk around a town and grab missions. Like people don't. It's not a pirate game. This is a boat game. Yeah. Either way, Skull and Bones. I've, I've, that, I passed that hype literally a couple of years ago because I was like, I'm, I'm tired of waiting. It should have come out when Black Flag, like it was, it was announced when Black Flag was like released, and everyone loved the whole ship combat. It's too late now. It's too far gone. Um. Anyways, back to Edge Runners. Overall, the anime was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. You weren't a massive fan of the animated style, uh, the animation style. I like it, but I just think they should have put a bit more money into the animation. I think uh, some of it looks pretty rough. Yeah, I mean. I think this is from me watching so much anime is that it's just the style they went for and I've seen other anime do it too. It's very minimalistic. Some scenes are really detailed. Other scenes are like very bland. There's only mouths moving, only like little head movements. That's it. And that's the style I've seen before. So I'm not totally shocked that's the way it was because um, it is like a, you know, this kind of world where it's just everything's sort of messed up and kind of stuff like that. So I wasn't completely surpri- um, unsurprised when I saw it. Um because when I first watched uh, Castlevania, I felt like they didn't have enough frames. It was very like stagnant. Some of the action scenes. So yeah, then, I feel like Castlevania looked heaps better than Edge Runners. I think. Well, that's the thing. I think it comes down to style, and I found that Castlevania. It took me a while to uh, accust- uh, become accustomed to their style because I was so used to watching so crisp anime uh, through like, on Crunchyroll and all the all the proper sites. Um, that when I watched Castlevania and I had this whole hype behind it, had the money behind Netflix, I was like, oh, this should be clean as. And then it's just like it was less frames than some other ones. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. But by the end of it, I was like, no, this is Castlevania style. This is fine. I enjoy this. Um, there's, it's very similar to other Netflix uh, shows or that are animated, which we'll get onto in a moment. But I enjoyed Net Runner, uh, sorry, Edge Runners, and I thought it was really clean. Um, I thought, yeah, there was some scenes that they could have you know, made a bit more smooth animation, but... I do feel like it was just the style they went for, and overall, I was happy with it. I think it was it was good. I did appreciate how Edge Runners was actually a drawn anime. I hate the trend that anime is going at the moment with all this three D shit. You know, I hate it. Yeah, well, I'm I glad hate it Edge too. Runners. I'm glad Edge Runners is like it, it's animated. It's not yeah. 
it's not 3D models where they've made, like they've taken photos. Yeah, and you know how much I dive by my sword when I say Attack on Titan is one of the best animes of all time. But the 3D animation with the Titan stuff, that bothers the hell out of me. And even some of the character animations that happened in Season 4 do bother me. I understand that Mappa is a massive company and they've got so much on their plate. But when you're handling something as, as good as Attack on Titan, I just... I just I, when I watched the old animation, um, which I forget what the company's called, um, but they were like season three was like peak, you know, like the, some of the drawing in that was amazing. So, see, I don't yeah. care if they start an anime with that style. Don't change halfway. Like Attack on Titan has been proper old school animation. Like they're doing some really good stuff with the animation all up until this three D shit, and it's so noticeable. If Attack on Titan was this three D stuff from the start, I wouldn't ever would never be a problem because you're used to it. It's it's part of its DNA. Yeah. Like imagine if Simpsons after ten seasons became three D. Like yeah. everyone would have stopped watching. All right. Anyways, we are getting a fair way into the episode, so we'll just cap it off saying that Edge Runners is definitely worth a watch if you loved cyberpunk and if you want to but i would nearly say um watch this then go play cyberpunk i feel like it'd be so much better experience i feel like Uh, if you watch the show you understand a lot more of the mechanics in the game like when you're talking about upgrading and fixing and like yeah the show explains it yeah so i think overall i really enjoyed it i think this is a massive step in the right direction uh for the general uh cyberpunk community um i think there will be they'll spawn on some more um anime after this and i think it's really good because then they can introduce dlc into the game and keep adding to the game um hopefully with some free dlc obviously um which they have in the past but yeah there's because there is talk of dlc coming out there was planned dlc for cyberpunk but it was put on hold until they found the re- how the reception would be after a year later or a couple of years later so hopefully they release that dlc and we'll see what happens but overall edge runners is worth a watch and if you've got time definitely get onto it um so on that same kind of pathway, we're going to move straight into some extra animated stuff that's coming to Netflix in 2022 and beyond. So just quickly, there's a there's a small list here. Obviously, everyone's most people have seen Arcane. Uh, season one was pretty good. I haven't watched all of it. Uh, I know it was interesting, um, but that is obviously uh, it's it was it was a big win I think for Netflix side of things when it came to their animated kind of sort of stuff. Um, they've got a lot of other animated uh, series like Big Mouth uh, and I think Inside Job. Season one is uh, just aired over the last couple of months. Um, but the big one that I enjoy, and that's Love, Death and Robots. They've had two yeah. seasons so far. It's like a massive... Have you seen it before, Nick? Yeah, yeah I've seen the first season. Yeah, so it's obviously... it's uh, I think it's between normally uh, eight to ten episodes, maybe a little bit less. Um, all different studios or maybe like four studios doing a couple episodes all different. It's similar to what uh, Disney did with uh, Visions of Star Wars. Everyone gets a everyone everyone gets yeah. a couple of episodes to do their own kind of spin on some kind of thing. But obviously, the title of Love, Death, and Robots has to be in the episode some kind of way. And yeah, it's I think it's really good. Season one was awesome. There were some really cool episodes in there. Season two, some of the animation, like some of the um, like it's like real. It's like the cinematics are amazing. Um, for people that haven't seen it, it's like Black Mirror but for VFX. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. And then we've got Berserker, which is Keanu Reeves' uh, adaption oh, from a comic. I'm so excited. The comic is unreal. Yeah, so this will be coming out at some stage. Um, I think Keanu Reeves is going to be voicing the main character. Um, Surely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, it's actually getting a live-action movie too. But Yeah. I don't uh, know because for people that don't know, Berserker is about this dude and he's from like the cave, like first human caveman. He's immortal. And he's just the best warrior. He's like, he can't die. He could get blown up by a nuke and he'd regenerate. Makes like Wolverine and Deadpool's healing factor look like shit. 
Yeah. Like his human factor is un- like next level. So that's going to be really interesting to see how they adapt that. And there is a live action movie as well, but they're going to go. It's unclear who's going to be animating the series. Okay, yeah, so um, next we have anyone that's played Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, which is a DLC for the old Far Cry Three game, which was obviously one of the best and coolest DLCs ever. It's uh, there's a thing there's a anime coming out called Captain Laserhawk and the Blood Dragon Remix, and it's a six episode mini series um, based off that universe. Um, so that should be really cool because I think it has cool music. The action was excellent, like in the video game. I'm saying this was. Um, it just had a real cool vibe to it. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this uh, animated series. Um, yeah, then we've got, uh, I don't know about that one, Good Times, uh, Magic the Gathering. I mean, that's here and there. I'm not sure. Yeah, how. I've never been into Magic the Gathering or Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like, I don't know. It could be uh, It could be cool. Like, I mean, if it's got action in it, you know, obviously we will and magic and stuff, it could be a good watch. Um, there's other shows that are coming. This is over the next year Terminator or so. Terminator Anime. Yes. So I was about to say at the very bottom, we got Terminator, but before that, we got Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, uh, which is Zack Snyder's universe of this. I'm not sure I don't really like. Uh, we've got an episode about Army of the Dead, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So obviously, I wasn't a big fan of Army of the Dead. Um, yeah, it's mid. It's it's definitely mid. So the universe could be interesting. Um, so what happens there? Bad crimes. Don't know what that's about, but FBI agents. Uh, Blue Ice Samurai. I'm not sure. It's, it's not really much information on that at the moment. Captain Fall. Um, I'm not sure, but the Netflix series The Norseman's coming back. Okay. Um, Scott Pilgrim could be interesting because I loved uh, Scott Pilgrim, the movie, obviously. I hope it's not like the video game style and the manga style, though, the cartoon, because yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get to the big one we just announced then, we got the Tomb Raider animated series. Uh, so that should be – I mean, I, I don't mind Tomb Raider, so I think that could be something good. This one here really spikes my interest, which is Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the Splinter Cell series, played a lot of the v- earlier video games. Oh, everyone Con- likes Sam Fisher, man. He's God. I mean, Conviction was my favorite, but it was like the most taken away from the spec ops kind of things because it's more like just a guy on a, a rogue spy on the on the run. So I, I enjoyed yeah. that. But it'd be interesting to see what they do there. Um, and then we've got Terminator. So Terminator. So based on good. the Terminator franchise, so that's no hint of the time frame. <laughs> no, it could be anywhere. Um, From the 80s to the year 3000. And I think if they did do a – because, I mean, did you ever watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the live action yeah, I've show? I've heard you and Pat beat off to it a million times. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I liked the characters and that built it up so well, and then it got cancelled. So, it had two seasons and cancelled. So, the Terminator series, they could make uh, – it doesn't say if it's a limited run or it's a small series. It could be a proper seasonal thing where they release – similar to Castlevania, you know, you do four episodes and six and ten or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it, there's so much – we've only really seen the main core storyline of Terminator. There hasn't been much of a spin on anything else. So it'd be cool to see some kind of other action heroes inside the Terminator universe. Um, they should I guess, do it like Terminator Salvation shit. Yeah, well, that was actually a really good watch. And what was the Terminator game that came out a couple of years ago? Resistance? Oh, generic Terminator shooter. Yeah, I bought that uh, because there's storylines involved in that and you actually, yeah, so it's, you're a different hero, which is nice because obviously we're so used to the Kyle Reese and John Connor storyline. There could be something else. There's so much to do with Terminator. You can you can spin off it anyway. Um, yeah, so th- there's a plenty of animated series, and I think, and it's awesome that Netflix is adapting. I've been saying it for a while now that they're adapting so much more animation-produced uh, content um, and it just... It's good because obviously with uh, oh shit I just hit my mic um, we get we get so much through the Japanese uh, kind of root of anime which is where it all came from um, 
it's nice to be able to have some other content made um, that streams straight to Netflix because sometimes it takes ages to get dubbed versions of things on Crunchyroll and stuff like that. And sometimes you just want a casual watch. I mean, I, I love my subbed and I know you love your dubbed. So I don't mind having the Netflix stuff come out straight away to dub so I can just casually watch it rather than have to really focus on the bigger themes of it as well, I guess. Dude, I wish all my anime was just on Netflix because Netflix is the easiest thing to use. Yeah. Like it's on everything. Like that's why I've been watching a bit of One Piece recently because it's on Netflix. Yeah. You don't nah. have to log into other apps and shit. It's right there. Well, this and this and we'll, to round it off, we'll just talk about the big story that I'm not sure many people might have heard of, but anyone that in this in the anime industry will know, uh, or in the community, is that Bleach has now been taken off of Crunchyroll due to the fact that they lost the streaming rights. <laughs> so Netflix is going to get it. That's just going to be obvious. Well, I'm not sure. I don't think Netflix have it. Apparently, because the new thousand year war, the new thousand year war blood arc. That's a lot to talk about. Is coming out this year, uh, this half of the uh, or this end of the year, I should say. So where do you think all of Bleach is going to end up? Because well, they're going to have to put it somewhere before that. Yeah. So, anyways, apparently this hasn't been confirmed, or I haven't seen any reports on it being confirmed. I've just seen uh, rumors. Is that Disney got the rights to stream the new season? So they're going to get all of it then. So technically, they'd get all of Bleach to prepare everyone to watch it on there. And I'm just like, so I'm because. I know uh, Disney does has like a, does have a section where you can watch stuff that has like you know there is higher ratings of like yeah. it's not like just PG on M. So I'm hoping that they continue down that road with uh, with Bleach because the Blood War arc is meant to be like gruesome as hell, and I hope they don't censor it because of that. Because um, well, it's a real um, shame. Oh no, don't worry. I'm thinking something else. Don't worry. Nah, but either way, that's that's happened. Um, but there's there's so much going on in the anime community, and especially with the merger with Fun, well, Funimation, who was purchased by Sony. Sony of, I think it was Sony. Yeah, and then they've obviously purchased Crunchyroll, and they've put it into one big one. But they're still slowly transitioning everything. For the first time ever, I've heard there's been uh, things go wrong on Crunchyroll once in a while. People have having problems over the last couple of months, like the streaming kind of stuff. I went to watch the new Gundam series that released um, yesterday. And it's been out for 16 hours now. The subbed to the voice is way off. It's like it's out by about 13 seconds. This is the first one. 13 seconds. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen it. I started watching it this morning and I was so confused because I watched My Hero Academia the season one, uh, season six, episode one drops uh, yesterday, I think, or two days ago. Watched that, no worries at all. Gundam dropped yesterday. And yeah, the voice is out. So the, yeah, the, 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 the text is out by 13 seconds or 16 seconds or something like that. And I've been reading the comments and everyone's just getting stuck on him saying, Hey, we're playing for the price has gone up for premium and I'm paying that as well. I'm like, well, if we're premium members or anyone that's paying to watch this service, why isn't this not hundred percent like perfect when it gets released? Um, and there's yeah, talks about Gundam as well. That's pretty popular. Yeah, and there's talk about uh, some of the workers not being paid, or like they've been they're holding off on contract negotiations with the union because they're asking for too much of a pay rise. I'm like, you guys charge us this ridiculous amount of money. I'm a massive advocate for Crunchyroll, but this really pisses me off because I'm like, you should definitely pay your employees what they what they deserve. Um, and it's just showing that you know people are disgruntled behind the scenes because like how's this not re- how's this not released with a perfect release because Gundam people have been waiting on this now for ages especially with the new character and stuff like that it's it's got a massive following and yeah I saw the comments people were complaining everyone's like really pissed off about it so Crunchyroll step up like seriously this is a joke <laughs> you surely I know not everyone's going to watch an entire anime before it's uploaded but you surely skim it 
Well, I didn't. I literally watched the first five minutes and stopped because I'm like, no, I'm not going to let this tarnish my 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 first view of this new series of Gundam because no, I'm I, saying the people that like upload to Crunchyroll, yeah, like, yeah surely yeah. they oh, have yeah. like testers. Yeah, we'd think so, but I reckon they've either. No, I don't want to say they've done it on purpose because that's like putting my words my words in someone else's mouth. But I feel like they've definitely done. You know, maybe just delayed it on purpose because they're pissed off as like a show of solidarity against the big corporation, maybe. Anyways, this mini episode has gone on a little bit longer than 15 minutes, which is fine because we can do whatever we want because we run the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either way, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about in the next few months. We've got Call of Duty coming out shortly. Um, then we've got God of War coming out. Um, Callisto Protocol, Dead Space remake. Got lots. Yep. Callisto Protocol looks awesome. And then we'll probably talk about Rings of Power when it's finished, I think. Um, yeah. We've got four more episodes to go. So we won't spoil anything. Um, but yeah, we've got that to talk about. Um, House of Dragon, uh, which I haven't started yet, which I'll start today, um, which you said that's average or mid. Um, and then what else was there that we've sort of discussed? Um, Andor, mid. Andor. So, yeah, I haven't seen started Andor yet. So, I've got a lot of stuff to catch up on, which you've already seen bits and pieces of. Um, but, yeah, I've yeah. heard that Andor is not the greatest Star Wars content. Um, but you're saying it's it's a pretty good, like, you're saying that it's a good uh, space. It's a good sci-fi show, but yeah. it's not a Star Wars show. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, and then, yeah, we can actually talk about Pokemon TCG again soon because it's actually getting bigger and bigger still and costing me a lot of money. But I bought two Happy Meals this week just to get cards. <laughs> I think you can just buy the packs on their own, so why don't you do that? Like $2 a pack. Yeah, but I like cheeseburgers as well. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Um, either way, um, we hope you're all doing well. We're sorry we're sorry we have well, it's my fault as well. We haven't up- uploaded recently. But we'll probably have three episodes this week. By the end of this week, there'll be three episodes up for you guys to digest, and you'll be you'll be hearing this at the end of that, so you've probably already listened to the other two. So anyways, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we'll talk to you again soon. Deuces. It's all about the place. It's here.